0: Welcome back to Held and Healed. This podcast is a resource filled with resources to help you on your healing journey, especially for women who are rebuilding their lives after abuse. I took a little bit of a break um, some of the weeks during December for holiday preparations and just because quite honestly, I wasn't doing so well and I'm coming to grips with the reality again, once again, that there are certain things we can talk about and we can process more publicly. And then there are things that we must hold close to our hearts and process those privately between us and God. And if we are blessed enough to have a few trusted friends that we can go through those things with. So I'm sure that most of you listening can understand what I'm speaking to. So for example, um, (laughs) when we get a diagnosis like cancer we there is like this provision socially acceptable provision that we can share that and that we will rally support but when we're walking through things like divorce or dv by proxy or strained relationships with family members like those are things we cannot and probably should not to most in most situations we should not process those things publicly and so a lot of times I think we just kind of go and we hide In ourselves and we retreat and so I will be talking more extensively about grief and grieving I will be talking more extensively about taking care of ourselves and what true rest looks like in the coming weeks and I will be sharing some of my story as far as the physical healing and the ways that I had to learn to take care of myself so that I could um, I could just be alive to be here for other people but for today I wanted to talk about the topic. This is something that excites me. This is something that I really look forward to every year. I want to talk about choosing one word to focus on for the following year. So we have a day and a half left of 2021. And I am sure that most of us could agree that 2020 and 2021 have been years that have stretched us. Um for me a lot of good has come in those time in those 2 years but for the world at large it has been a time of testing a time of trial a time of fear a time of division divisiveness strife um just isolation like there are just things that our world as a whole has dealt with in the past 2 years that have been huge huge. So while I personally have experienced a lot of healing, a lot of growth, and seen miracles in my life and in relationships that I care dearly about, I know that's not the case for a lot of people, the majority of the people. And so every year at the end of one, beginning of the next year, I like to think, what is one area that I really want to grow in? What is one quality that I would like to become stronger in or what is one uh maybe fruit of the spirit that i don't feel that i exemplify or that i um naturally project to the world around me what is one area where i know that i am weak and i want to get stronger and that's kind of how i start to choose my word so i have been doing this since 2006 And there have been two times um, that I have actually kept the word for two years. So in 2009, 2010, I had the same word. And, oh, excuse me, 2012. Oh, actually, I did this three times. 2012 and 13, I had the same word. And 2016 and 17, I had the same word. So this is something that has been very, very significant and purposeful and meaningful for me for many years. And I thought it would be fun just to kind of walk you back and start at the top of my list. And maybe one of these words will jump out to you and you will want to use it or a form of it. But as we proceed with this episode, be thinking about that. What is an area I want to grow in? What is an area I want to thrive in? What is an area that I feel extremely weak and vulnerable in, but by the end of 2022, I want to know that I gained ground in this particular area. And so maybe one of mine will give you an idea. Um, So I'll just start at the top. So I started this in 2006. So um, my twins would have been five. And that means my firstborn would have been eight-ish. So, and now they are 23, 21, and 21. Wow. So here we go. That year, I chose the word hope. Now, as I look through this list... It's telling my story. (laughs) Um, It's telling where I was. It's telling how depleted I was. It's telling how exhausted I was. It's telling how helpless and hopeless I felt. And I was in the pits of despair. And so it is a little bit bittersweet looking back over my list because it does show a progression and it shows my story, but there's a lot of pain and a lot of sorrow that I walked through to grow in these words. So 2006, I was desperate for hope. I needed to feel hope. And, um, I was just going through some things here in my Bible right before, um, I started this podcast and this little baggie of mustard seeds fell out. And I just, yeah, I want us to think today Do I have the faith of a mustard seed? Do I have that teeny tiny and mustard seeds are really tiny and that's all that we need. That's all we need right now. So wherever you are right now, you do not need to feel like you're going to conquer the world in 2022. You just need that mustard seed of faith to believe that God is going ahead of you, preparing the way. And whatever he's placing on your heart for growth, he's going to give you the strength, the courage, and the tenacity to face it. Then in 2007, um, I chose the word rest. Now, did I really learn the fullness of rest in 2007? Of course not. Of course not. But did I have a longing and a desire to major on the majors, minor on the minors, and learn how to say no? Yes, I did. And so I started a journey and a quest for wanting to fully understand what rest looks like. As I will share in my story soon, it was more the year 2016 when I was stricken with chronic illness that I really learned what rest looked like. My body could not move and it was shut down. And so I had to learn to rest in a whole different way almost a decade later. So did I start my journey in 2007? Did I learn some foundational truths about rest? Yes. Did I have the full handle on rest? No, absolutely not. I still don't. So 2008 was the word. Oh, that's my puppy dog. I cannot believe that all the podcasts that I've recorded that that I think is the first time that she's barked. While I was recording, she heard somebody outside and she's letting me know, which by the way, this puppy dog is part of why December was so difficult. And it's one of those things we can socially acceptably share. She was given a leukemia diagnosis on the 13th of December. And so I entered into a week of just sitting on my couch, cuddling my puppy dogs and weeping. So I am not going to be bothered that she barked because she just let us know of her presence and we can all be praying. I'm doing the very best that I can to get her good nutrition, supplementation, some holistic treatments like raindrop um, technique, massage with all kinds of essential oils. I'm going to learn how to do acupuncture on her. And I do ask for your prayers that I get more years with this dog than what right now the vets are saying. So anyway, (laughs) back to uh, 2008, the word was restoration. So did that sort of build on rest? Yeah, absolutely. And what is restoration? Well, I knew what I wanted it to look like. I knew what I was desperate for in my marriage, in my home, in my extended family relationships, even in church relationships. But I also learned that I'm only responsible for and I can only do what I can do. There have to be willing parties on both sides for true restoration in relationships. So again, I think that word is one that I'm ever, all of these words are words that I'm ever growing in. As a matter of fact, I had a friend of mine paint the words from 2006 up to 2016. I had her paint them on palette blocks and I, Put them, I place them throughout my home and they are reminders. They serve as reminders to me every time I see them of the journey of exploring that word and where I need to grow even more. Then in 2009 and 10, I chose the word abide. And that really does in a lot of ways tie in with rest. but abiding in in God, abiding in him as the vine, that we are the branches that apart from him we can do nothing. Do I still need to grow in this? Absolutely. I was just talking to some fellow um survivors and advocates this morning about the whole concept of be still and know that I am God and why did it take me until my 30s, maybe even closer to 40, to understand that if I'm not being still, if I'm not resting, if I'm not abiding, then I am essentially trying to play the role of God in my life and in other people's lives. I am trying to do things that only God can do. And so learning what abiding in him, resting in him, um, just being instead of doing. Uh, That's, again, a lifelong lesson. 2011, I chose the word holiness. There were things that were happening in our home that were very concerning to me. And my boys were getting older, and they were approaching the teenage years, or firstborn was already a teenager and I desperately desperately wanted to pursue holiness and to exemplify that to my children and I had a lot of prayer for, you know, just them and their relationships with God, that they would choose him for themselves, that it would not be something that they did just because mom wanted them to do it, but they did it because in their hearts, they truly loved God and wanted to honor him with their lives. And so holiness, um, that's a weighty word. That's a huge word. Again, until the day I meet Jesus face to face, I will be growing and understanding what holiness is. And then for 2012, and then carried into 13, was the word honor. And in the new year, you're going to see a lot coming out about the honor project, the honor project movement, the honor project devotional that I have within me to write. I actually already wrote it, but I have changed so much since 2012 and 2013. And I understand things differently about relationships and about God's word. And so, Basically, what I wrote in 2012 and 2013, I probably don't even agree with any longer. So I thought it was going to be a simple copy and paste and print this journal, this devotional, and be done. But as I went back, I was like, yeah, I'm not that same girl. So the word honor came from the lack, the lack of honor. I did not feel honored in any place that I was in those years. I felt unsafe, and I felt... That I had to have my guard up everywhere I went, whether it was church or family functions in my home, even in the places where I volunteered, um, I did not feel safe. I did not feel honored. I didn't feel respected as a person. I didn't feel respected as a woman. I did not feel respected as a wife or as a mother, as a daughter, as a sister, um, as a friend. There were just so many places that I felt the, the darts were just coming, coming, coming. And I felt like God was saying to me, you are desiring honor and I'm just going to teach you how to bestow that and how to give that and how to pour that out on other people And the thing, the very thing that you're lacking is what I am going to use you to give to other people. And I think that's how it is with God often that the things that we see and the needs and the holes and the deficits that we see in the world around us, a lot of times he's going to ask us, are you willing, are you willing to be that person that shows honor? So a lot, a lot came out of those two years and a lot is still to come i see needs and i want to fill needs i get more excited about connecting needs and resources than i do about anything else that is my happy place that is the place where i come alive that is the place where i get energized Uh, we just did this christmas gathering for these mamas um on sunday and a friend called me up a couple weeks before christmas I was getting very down because of everything that was happening around me, and the donations were not coming in this year to bless the mamas. Last year, the donations just kind of came, and every time a mama needed a little help, you know, a leg up to get some small gifts or some festive food for her kids for Christmas, it seemed like every time that another mama reached out and said she had the need, and I went on Facebook, somebody responded, and we were able to help like all these mamas last year. And here it was early, almost mid December, and I wasn't I wasn't seeing that we were gonna be able to help women this year and I was discouraged and I tried to talk myself, you know, out of being discouraged by saying, Okay, we had the retreat and people gave, you know, um scholarships for that. So we helped women in other ways this year. It's just a different year. Don't despair, you know, don't be sad. And then the phone rings. And it's a friend of mine who has a vlog, blog. And she's amazing. Her name is J. Morel Stewart, the Large Family Table. You can YouTube her, you can Google her, and all kinds of stuff will pop up. And she reached out to me and she said, Hey Heather, I was wondering if I could do something to bless your your ladies. She gave me a budget of a thousand dollars. And we came up with these Pampered Meats practical bundles that 10 mamas would each receive $100 worth of items that would help her to feel pampered, wrapped in love, and still be practical. So she went to Costco. She went to Walmart. She picked up all these goodies, delivered them to me, and then I was able to have them on Sunday for this gathering for mamas. And, And most of them did not receive gifts from anyone else. So we focused on very soft and plush fleece blankets and pajamas and slipper socks and fancy chocolates and hot cocoa and journals and calendars and pens and towels. A set of four washcloths and four towels for every mama. I think I remembered everything. And it was such a joy to be able to give these ladies Things that they both needed and maybe wanted. And we even said, if there's something here that you really don't need and really don't want, just find another mom to give it to and bless and keep it, just keep it going. And then pretty much as soon as that phone call was up with Morel, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but people started giving. <laughs> people started messaging me saying, I want to help. I want to help. I want to help. And so we were still able to help. I think maybe 10 more mamas with some cash to, or gift cards to get some, you know, nice foods for Christmas or stocking stuffers for their kids. You know, sent a couple of blankets to ladies who don't live around here. Another 20 blankets were donated for local ladies. Um, So we were probably able to touch close to 30 women through those donations this Christmas. And there, you know, early December, I wasn't feeling like we were going to be able to help anybody. So honor, bestow honor and love and show honor and give honor, meet practical needs. So the purpose of the devotional when it comes out will be teaching us and helping to guide us to honor God, others, and ourselves through words, actions, thoughts, and it will be a collection of scriptures, devotionals, and then practical, practical um, application of how to honor others. 2014, I chose the word listen and definitely, definitely have room to grow in that even now, being a good listener to others and listening to God. In 2015, I chose the word thrive. I was going through It's amazing to me, the timing of all this. I was experiencing a lot of sickness, nothing that was diagnosed. I just had a very weak immune system. And I felt like as I was growing my business, it was a um, supplement and wellness type business. I named my team, Team Thrive Today, and really began to focus on thriving physically, emotionally, spiritually, in all ways. And then at the end of 2015 is when I contracted the Zika virus. So It's almost ironic. It seems almost um, cruel (laughs) that that was the word for the year. And then I got sicker than I have ever been. And so for 2016 and 2017, my word was heal. And I took Jeremiah 17, 14, heal me, oh God, and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved. And that began my journey. That began my journey of rebuilding the body, the mind, and the spirit. And I was launched in 2016, 2017, trying to find doctors to help me, going through a separation, going through um, two kids moving out to live with their father, going through um, all kinds of betrayal from the faith community that I had served. I had served and served and served that faith community. And they they, forsa- they forsook me, and they were not there for me. They were not there for me through the sickness. They were not there for me through the separation, through the divorce. Um, just the amounts of betrayal, the amounts of agony that my heart suffered, and the word that I still chose for those years was healed. And I can say that God has been taking me on this journey to learn what it means to rebuild the body, the mind, the spirit. In 2018, <laughs> I decided I was ready to flourish, and again a lot of these words are just faith I I chose them in faith I was like I don't feel like I can put one foot in front of the other but God I want to flourish I want to grow I want to get up every single day and do something to honor you and to bless people around me so help me to flourish in 2019 I chose the word release Mm. that's loaded I think probably the thing I was releasing the most at that time was just learning to release my, my boys and all of the trials and all of the things that came to attack and divide and to separate me from my boys, um, just trusting them into God's care and God's keeping. And I can't tell you of a time in my life that I hurt more deeply than the years that my relationship with my boys was threatened and I am grateful to say that 2020 2020 was a year of rebuilding and um (laughs) I had about three years where I wasn't sure if my relationships with my boys were ever going to be okay and then in 2020, when the the world was going sideways, God actually used that year and 2021 to really strengthen my relationships with my sons. So I want to speak to anyone who is hurting right now and who is experiencing that horrific pain like no other, not knowing if your children are ever going to speak to you again, not knowing If you're ever going to have a relationship, you're being blamed for things that are not your fault. Um, Your abuser is, it looks like, is skating and is getting away with everything. I just want to say, as from one mama to another mama, do not lose hope. Hang on. And one of the best things that I was ever told is just keep being you. Just keep being yourself, keep showing up, keep loving, keep sending messages to let them know you love them, you're thinking of them, you care about them, keep feeding them because, you know, young adult men, they like to eat. And even though cooking is not something that I enjoy, I will do it because it gives me a way to gather with my sons. And so I just stand as one who's been through the fire, who thought that I had lost relationship with two of my kids forever that god is good god is gracious and restoration and rebuilding has happened and then 2021 i chose the word proclaim and i felt like there were three very specific areas that god was asking me to proclaim his goodness he was asking me to use my voice in written form and my blog has been a place where i've done that he was asking me to use my voice in worship and for the first time In over four and a half years, I led worship this year at our first annual held and healed retreat and then also using my voice literally as I am right now and starting this podcast. And so it has been an incredible experience to proclaim the goodness of God and to use my voice and the written word and my singing voice to proclaim his goodness. So that's where I sit right now. That's where I sit. This list is incredible and it shows such a journey, such a progression. And I honestly do not know for sure what my word for 2022 is going to be. I think I know. I'm like 70% sure, but I'm not 100% sure. So I am challenging you, my dear friends, To look at where you want to grow, where you want to expand, where you want to be stretched, where you want to exude more. Sorry, sirens. I think I'll just let them pass because it's distracting to me when they're coming. Where do you want to be stretched? Where do you want to grow? What is an area of weakness that you see in yourself or an area of... um? just feeling like you're just ready you're just ready for the next the next level of what (laughs) Jesus please be with these people it seems like around Christmas there's a lot of calls from the fire department every year we hear sirens a lot around Christmas and New Year's so be safe out there I guess it has to do with heaters and heating units and things like that probably I don't know but there's always an increase in activity across the street at the firehouse this time of year. So where where do you want to grow? Where do you want to expand? Where do you want to experience deeper levels of healing, deeper levels of truth? <gasps> Ooh. Oh. Well, there you go. Hmm. I may have just found my word. <laughs> I may have just found my word for 2022. Hmm. Let me think about that. Do you want to grow in in truth and understanding and believing truth? Um, hmm. Let me think about that. I thought I had my word and then I just spoke something out. And see, this is why we do this, because we can process together. And if you're a part of Held and Healed on Facebook, ladies, you are welcome to join us. Um, it's Held and Healed Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. On the 15th of January, it's a Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, we're going to go live in that group, and we are going to, as a group, discuss our one word for the year. So my goal is to know that I know that I know what my word's going to be by then. Hopefully, I'll know it by the first. And if you're still struggling with your word, we may just help you figure out what your word's going to be. So Held and Healed, Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. It is a group in Facebook for women only. You can join that group and you can be a part of that live Facebook live on the 15th where we discuss this. And then throughout the year, I will be just popping up to say, hey, are you remembering your word and are you experiencing victory in that? And are you growing in that word? So you can also find me at org, and that at the top of my website has links for blog. It has a link for the Facebook group. It has a link for um, the summit that's coming up. It has a link for our 2022 retreat. It has a link for this podcast. So heatherelizabeth.org is just a place where you can go and find all the different things. And let me speak about the summit while we are closing up. So March 25th through 26th, we are going to have a summit with 11 amazing, amazing Uh, authors, advocates, speakers, spiritual leaders who are domestic violence-informed and trauma-informed. This event would be great for survivors. It's also a wonderful opportunity for spiritual leaders, lay leaders, people helpers, first responders, law enforcement, counselors, teachers, educators, all the people to come and to learn. We are going to talk about the stories, the statistics, and then give solutions for addressing abuse in faith communities. It is happening, it is here. Sticking our head in the sand and pretending that it's not there will not make this go away. It actually makes it worse. And so we're going to come together as a an incredible army and give you very practical steps for what this looks like. And there are even ministries that will come in and walk beside you and teach you step by step how to develop policies, procedures and do the practical day in and day out of, um, implementing those policies and procedures. So please, um, check out, I will drop the link for that registration here in this podcast as well. And we would love, love, love to have you. If you're interested in group coaching, I offer 12 truths group coaching for women who are rebuilding after, um, domestic violence, marital abuse. And we have a group that is currently up and running. And then in the middle of, January or beginning of February, I will launch another group. So if that's something that you would like to come together with other women and learn these 12 truths together, um, you will have such an incredible foundation at the end of those 12 weeks and have truth that you can refute and use against the lies of the enemy. These are 12 truths that I wish someone had spoken over me 20, 15, 10, five years ago. And now I just want to share them, impart them, give them to you. So I will drop the links for all of that in the description here in the show notes, and you are welcome to join us at the group. You're welcome to check out the podcast. You're welcome to check out my website and sign up for either the summit, the retreat, or ask about information for the next upcoming group coaching. So I hope that this has encouraged you to be focused and to be intentional about 2022. I'm not really a fan of New Year's resolutions because usually by January 15, I have fallen off the wagon and I've broken them all. And so I find that just having this one word that I focus on, this one word that I find scriptures that support or worship songs, that's another thing I've been doing for the last, I think, three years. I've created a playlist on Spotify with songs worship songs that focus around that word so i have a release a rebuild and a proclaim playlist on spotify and you can you can follow those lists as well um i look for motivational sayings and scriptures and just all kinds of things that focus on that theme so how do you want to grow in 2022 what is your one word focus that God is putting in your heart? What's the thing that just keeps coming back to your mind or you keep seeing? And we will grow and explore our words together in the new year. So blessings to you. Uh, let me just close this with a prayer. Father, we come to you today and we ask that you would show us very specifically, very individually, what it is that you want to teach us and you want to walk with us through in the year 2022 we thank you god that you go before us you are there you're there in january and february you're there all the way to the end of december you go ahead of us and you know the things that are coming and so lord we're asking you today to show us the areas that you want us to grow in the areas that you want to show us more of your goodness and faithfulness and provision Help us to trust you with our hearts. Help us to let you into the places where we feel raw and vulnerable, where we're maybe grieving and um, experiencing sorrow right now. We invite you into those places and ask that you show us that our lives are not over show us that you have good things in store for us, not just in heaven. We know that heaven waits and we know that that's beyond anything that we could imagine or dream up. But God, here on this earth, you still want to pour out goodness and you still want to pour out peace and you still want to pour out healing. You still want to pour out strength and you want to give us what we need to not just get by, not just get by, but to thrive and to experience your grace and your goodness here on this earth and to proclaim that to other people. So I pray that you would lead each of us as we choose our word, that we would be focused on you and would be seeking your plans and your will, and that you would then take us by the hand and walk with us into this new year of growth, of revelation, of going deeper with you. And we pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. All right, dear ones, I cannot wait to hear what your one word is. And I'm looking forward to growing with you in the new year. Blessings.